Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made, and I shall rejoice and be glad in it. May we stand for our congregational scripture reading on this morning. Amen. Amen. This is the Sunday that Jesus entered into Jerusalem. Amen, everybody. Amen. We should be glad about that, that our Savior came. For our deliverance. Let's read together. On the next day, the large crowd who had come to the feast, when they heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem, took the branches of the palm trees and went out to meet him and began to shout, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. Amen, everybody. Amen. Amen. Let's go to God in a word of prayer. God, we thank you for today and we bless your name on this morning. God, this Sunday is one that we recognize as one that is very important to us. God, we thank you for the coming of your son into Jerusalem so that he can die for the sins of a world. God, we thank you so much that you sent your son, that you gave him to us. We thank you for his obedience to you even to the point of death. God, we worship you on this morning. God, we remember your son on this morning. God, we enter into your presence with worship and praise this morning. God, we exalt your name before angels and men this morning. God, we worship you again. We lift you up. We praise you. We magnify you. We give you all of the glory. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. It's in his precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Can we clap our hands and give the Lord praise this morning? Hallelujah. We've come to give him honor and glory because he is worthy of our praise. Come on, clap your hands, everybody. Let's sing together. Honor and power be. Come on. To the one above. To the one above. Lord, let your glory reign. Lord, let your glory reign. From heaven above. From heaven above. One more time. Honor and power be. Honor yes. and power be. To the one above. Yes. To the one above. Lord, let your glory reign. Lord, let your glory reign. From heaven above. From heaven above. Jehovah, you reign. 
and we proclaim that there is none like you because of you I am made new Father we worship you come on somebody make some noise in here come on let's sing it again honor and power be to the one of us To the one above. To the one above. God let your glory reign. God let your glory reign. From heaven above. From heaven above. Jehovah, you reign. Jehovah, you reign. And we proclaim. And we proclaim that there is none that like you. There is none like Because of you. Because of you. I am made new. Father, we worship you. Let's do that again, y'all. Jehovah, you reign. the day where Jesus came riding in on a donkey and we all cried Hosanna Hosanna glory to God in the highest 
Let's try that. Say, Hosanna. Glory to God in the highest. Say it again. Hosanna. Glory to God in the highest. Hallelujah. It means save Lord now. We didn't know we needed saving. We lift our voices and it's a worship song. Hosanna in the lift our hands in the sanctuary there were palms that were swinging so we're going to rock together all in unison this morning as though we had palms in our hands Hosanna just begin to cry out Hosanna save us Lord now let's lift our voices together recreate that atmosphere of worship say Hosanna
Come on, lift our voices in praise today. Come on, we say Hosanna to God in the highest. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, good morning, everybody. We greet you in the grace, peace, joy, and love of God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Love to the family. We thank God for this opportunity to share God's love with one another. For those of you who are here downstairs in the balcony, God bless you and God keep you as we celebrate this day of the triumphant entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. We call it Palm Sunday. Amen. Amen. We call it Palm Sunday. And uh, we're certainly grateful and thankful to the Lord for this day. Want to also say to our streaming audience, good morning. Thank you for being with us today. Wherever you are, near or far, we want you to know we appreciate you allowing us into your homes, into your private spaces to inform your head, inspire your heart, encourage your spirit to be all that God wants you to be. And if, if you're ever in the Houston metropolitan area, Inside the loop, close to the tray, come on by Good Hope. We'd be happy to have you worship with us here in person. Man, we've got some exciting things going on this week. We have our Holy Week celebration starting tomorrow night. Uh, Monday through Thursday night, we'll be here each night. Wednesday, I want everybody to make a commitment to be here on Wednesday as we celebrate our children and our children's Easter program. That's going to be on Wednesday night this year. So I want to invite everybody, man, please come out and let's encourage our children. It's an investment you need to make in your own future. Amen. That, that may be the deacon to bring you some cold water one day. You know what I mean? You want to speak nice about you. I know I'm working on it. I want them. I want to say that. Remember old Pastor Cofield? Yes, Lord. Remember old Pastor Cofield? I want you to remember old Pastor Cofield. Maybe the only one to bring me some water. Amen. So uh, let's uh, remember Wednesday night. And then Friday, 12 noon, we have our 
seven last word service at 12 noon. We're not going to have service on Friday night. That will be Friday at 12 noon. And so we're looking forward to God blessing us in a special way. Uh, we will be uh, covering in prayer our Ghana's mission, Ghana mission team. They will be leaving this summer and we've got a special presentation. So that's why you see all of this stuff up here and there's so much more. Uh, but we wanted to just raise awareness of the very practical needs that God is giving us an opportunity to meet. And in meeting those practical needs, able to share the love of God with others. We're so happy to see Deacon Nichols in the house. Amen. Come on, let's thank God for Deacon Nichols here today. And uh, most of you have already heard, uh, if, if you haven't heard already, Deacon Branch. Hey, man, good to see you. Deacon Branch has been out. He's been under the weather. Praise God, he's here. Amen. And I know most of you, if not all of you, have heard of uh, the, the passing of Deacon George Thomas. Um, went home to be with the Lord yesterday evening um, after his uh, bout with pancreatic cancer. Um, looked like he was doing well and was uh, recovering and then just took a sharp turn. And uh, want you to keep his son Ronald and his son Kip and the entire family in prayer uh, that God would bless him. Uh, Deacon Thomas was a great, great brother in the Lord. Not only loved God, but truly loved all people. Um, he was a tremendous uh, musician, um, tennis player, um, but even more than that, just a great Christian brother. Um, when we started our small groups, matter of fact, I'll tell you this, whatever we started here at Good Hope, in the last 25 years I can speak to, he was at the forefront of supporting it and making it happen. Uh, when he started his small group, he didn't want to start a small group with old people. No, I'm telling you, he had like all millennials in his small group and uh, just, just invested in them and uh, loved on them. Man, when he would do gigs for people and go play music for them, most of the time he wouldn't even take a salary. He would just make sure the other guys were taken care of. He just was a giver. He volunteered on our church staff, played the horn for years, and never got paid. Didn't want to get paid anything. It was just his service to the Lord. And so uh, we're looking forward to the celebration uh, of his life. When he got uh, ill and was diagnosed, um, I told him that we wanted to have a celebration of his life. And uh, I just started reaching out to some of the jazz musicians and every one of them said man absolutely just pastor just let us know when and I said well as soon as he comes out of the hospital we're going to do it and he got out and then had to go right back in and didn't come out again and so uh, we're going to celebrate his life in a big way um, amen we're going to celebrate his life in a big way we're going to celebrate his life in a big way um let me see. Anything else? I think that's it. Choir's going to sing. Following that, we have our word for today. And as we celebrate the triumphant entry of Jesus into Jerusalem, the question today is, can you celebrate his triumphant entry into your life personally? All right. Come on, put your hands together as the choir comes. 
give you all the glory and the honor. Hosanna! Hosanna! We come to give you all the glory. Prince of Peace, mighty God, Holy King, everlasting Father.
is none like you, Lord. Nobody like God. Hallelujah. We thank you for being our help. We thank you for being all that we need. Anybody been tried in the fire out there? Wave your hands if you've been tried in the fire sometimes. We want to encourage you today that Psalms 121 gives us a hymn that we can sing as we try to ascend into an atmosphere where we can see God and get closer to him. From which cometh my help, my help cometh from the Lord, the Lord which made heaven and earth. He said, he will not suffer thy foot, thy foot to be moved, the Lord that
things that we have to go through, but all we have to do is trust in you. Lean not to our own understanding. Speak to us now, O Lord, we pray. Speak to our souls today. For this is why we've come, dear Lord. We're ready for your word. Your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. Heaven and earth will pass, but God, your word will forever last. We are ready for your word. Father, we pray now that as your word goes forth, both in this place and via technology, that your word will find fertile ground in the hearts and minds of your people so that we would be more than just hearers of your word. Help us to be doers as well. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Whenever somebody comes to town to perform in a concert, for example, or they show up to speak, they typically have a list of requirements or demands that people out in the audience have no knowledge of. It's called a rider. And riders are typically made up of two parts, hospitality riders and technical riders. Now, I've got to tell you, these riders can be very, very detailed down to the temperature of the water that's in their room. Uh, the rock band Van Halen is reported to have in their writer the demand for a bowl of M&Ms with no brown M&Ms in the bowl. Now, you might be thinking, well, what's so 
bad about brown M&Ms. As a matter of fact, I like brown M&Ms. Well, their thought is, if you are not meticulous and detail-oriented enough to take out all of the brown M&Ms that they request, then you probably will cut corners somewhere else. How they travel, how many people travel with them, the kind of hotel they need, the kind of sheets or beds that they want. You name it, it can show up in a rider. Technical riders, the kind of equipment they'll play on. Uh, if it's a piano, how close to the performance does it have to be tuned? Those of you who saw the movie, The Green Book, remember Dr. Donald Shirley, that concert pianist, wherever he went to play, he wanted to play on a Steinway piano. That was part of his rider. When people show up, they want things to be done a certain way and according to certain standards. Now, what you may not know is the same thing is true with Jesus. When the Lord shows up, he shows up with certain demands, certain things that need to be done in order for the kingdom work to go forth and the kingdom agenda to be fulfilled. And guess what? It's not a democracy. He doesn't call for a vote of the 12 disciples. He doesn't ask, do y'all understand? He simply lays out what needs to be done. Because he knows what the kingdom program is all about. You know what, my brothers and sisters, it's amazing how many of us think we're smart enough to help God in his program. Everything that God wants done is in his word. But isn't it amazing that when it comes to what God says and what we understand and what we think, we think our knowledge and our experience trumps what God says. And there's nothing further from the truth. Today, for a few moments, I want to talk to you from the thought, what Jesus wants from you when he comes. What Jesus wants from you when he comes. Two things I want you to see today, and we're going to have to do it the old-fashioned way. I understand the board is down master control so they can't put any pictures up or scriptures up so uh, we just got to struggle along and y'all just got to fill in the blanks with me all right here we go number one the Lord wants you to get personally involved in his kingdom work the Lord wants you to get personally involved in his kingdom work verse one Mark chapter 11 says, as Jesus and his disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to the towns of Bethpage and Bethany on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of them on ahead. Go into that village over there, he told them. As soon as you enter it, you will see a young donkey tied there that no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. I want you to do me a favor. Go back to verse 2 
and circle the word go. And at the end of verse 2, circle untie it and then circle bring it here. Kingdom of God to be manifested by him in that dark and dying world. And so watch what he calls for. One, look at A, under two, an investment of your person. An investment of your person. The key to involvement in kingdom work is a commitment to follow the Lord's instructions. The Lord expects us to follow his instructions to detail and make an investment of our person. Now, here's the problem. There's a difference between involvement and investment. Let me put a cord in the meter and park here for somebody. All of you in here and those of you who are watching are involved in our church in some way, shape, form, or fashion. You're involved because you're here. You're involved because you're watching. But that doesn't mean you're invested. Investment calls for what? A level of commitment beyond just a cursory coming by. And there are too many of us who are involved but not invested. We come but we don't make a commitment. We live a convenient Christianity instead of a committed Christianity. That says, God, what do you want from me? See, they had to choose whether they were going to obey or not obey what Jesus said. So I get a phone call from my sister. <clears throat> my niece and nephew <clears throat> need some encouragement. <clears throat> and... Uh, if y'all see them, if they're here today, I'm not sure if they're here, but I'm doing what all uncles and parents and aunts have the right to do, and that's embarrass <laughs> younger family members. So let me just keep up that family tradition. <laughs> so, so there's been an issue that has plagued teenagers since the year of our Lord. Since the beginning of time. And that's cleaning up behind yourself. My, my parents had that issue with me. Their parents had that issue with them. I mean, it's, a, it's, it's just a rites of passage. Right? That as a teenager, you work harder to get out of work than you would work if you just did the work. Right, like you just got to, you got to work hard to be nasty or trifling or not wash your own dish. You know, right, not clean your own room. Like you got to work hard to do that. So my sister calls me. She's upset. Why she got to come in the house after working 10 hours and wash the dishes and clean the kitchen to have to cook for them? <clears throat> So I, I'm going to be the, the, the reasonable uncle. Vic, I'm, I'm going to be reasonable. I'm, I'm 
you know, I'm not going to go in there and just, because they're too big to be whipping, you know. They're too old for that. I'm able, but they're just too old for that. You know what I mean? You're going to be 18, right? I'm going to be whipping you when you're 24. Come on now. So, so you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, you know, bring conversation. And talk to them about the consequences of their choices and decisions that they make. I don't want to use some of my training, you know. It's not, not my home training, you know, my, my school training. You know, we have a discussion about this. So I come in calm, you know, not raising my voice or whatnot. You know, my sister's been screaming and hollering. I don't need to scream and holler. Matter of fact, I walk and say, hey, y'all. Put on your clothes. Come on, take a ride with Uncle D. Let's just have a conversation. What's going on? Let me hear your side. You know. Well, you know, mommy, mommy, be, blah, 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 blah. And they just went on. I just let them talk. Just let them talk. I'm listening. I'm working on that. I'm listening. Only after they get through talking, I said, um, I said, so let me share with you a couple of things. I said, first of all, this is nothing new. Right? It's been going on for years. Years before you were born, right? It's been going on for years. I said, but you, you do know you're in high school. And this is arguably the easiest time in your life. <laughs> and of course, you know, I got all the looks. Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. No, no, I know what I'm talking about. You, you have no bills. You know, if you got a job, you complain about a 20-hour work week that you don't have to work. You think it's a great sacrifice because you pay your own $26 cell phone bill. You know, you know but, but hey, I'm no puppy love. is love to the puppy, so I'm not trying to pour water on it, right? So I say to them, I'm, I'm going to reason with them. So I say, hey, y'all live in this house. And your mama shouldn't have to work 10 hours, 12 hours, and then come home and wash dishes that y'all made or anybody else made to cook for you. When you open the refrigerator to choose what you want to eat and haven't put anything in it. Right? Like, don't, don't and walk around here. Now, I know you're 17. I know both of y'all 17. And you think you're grown. But you don't buy your own toilet paper. You're not grown. Don't, don't let your brain tell you what your pocketbook can't support, you're not grown. So I said, hey, I said, what would you do if you were staying in somebody's house and they wasn't charging you any rent and, and they were cooking for you and, and providing for you? Well, what would you do? Would you, would you, do you think you should add anything to the house? You should. And they said, well, I mean, if I was like that, you know, if I was staying with somebody and they were cooking and providing for me, I mean, I'd at least clean up or something to help out. I'd ding, 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 ding. And Johnny, what do they win? That's the right answer. 
So when you go home, just think of it as a glorified rooming situation. And wash your dishes and take the trash out before I have to come over there and kill y'all, okay? <laughs> you know Uncle D loves you, right? Come on now, I'm gonna take you on back home, right? <laughs> but, but here's my point. They involved, but they not invested. See, involvement, I can walk by a piece of paper. Investment, I pick it up even if I didn't throw it down there. Right? When I'm invested, I don't have to make the mess to clean up the mess. Jesus wanted these disciples to make an investment. And most of us are at involvement level instead of investment. Chicken and a pig walking down the street. And they see a sign in the restaurant. Breakfast special, bacon and eggs, $1.99. Chicken said, that looks like a great deal. Pig said, not to me. Chicken said, why not? $1.99 for bacon and eggs? He said, no, here's the problem. For you, it's a contribution. For me, it's a commitment. And most of us don't want to make the commitment. Look at John 14, 21. Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. Do you see that? Circle those words in case you missed it. Accept and obey. Love me. And because they love me, my father will love them and I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. First John 3, 22. Let's read it together. And we will receive from him whatever we ask because we obey him and do the things that please him. Here's the B. An investment of your possessions. An investment of your possessions. Verse 7, Mark 11. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their garments over it, and he sat on it. Many in the crowd spread their garments on the road ahead of him, and others spread leafy branches they had cut in the fields. The young donkey had not been ridden by anybody. They bring him unwritten, unbroken, to be rolled by Jesus. And then the Bible says they threw their garments over it, the donkey, and he sat on it. Now let me ask you a question. What do you think happened to the value of that donkey and those garments when Jesus sat on them? You, you think... After the resurrection, you think anybody say, hey, hey, I got a donkey right here that Jesus rode on. <laughs> Five shekels, you can get a ride on Jesus' donkey. Do you think the value of their garments went up? When Jesus got off of that donkey, and they could say, man, he rode on my coat. He sat on my coat. Oh, come on, he sat on my coat. Now, see, y'all acting like I'm being sacrilegious. But, but you know folk go crazy when something was worn by somebody or signed by somebody. I mean, we go crazy. We go, listen, it's the same way now. Matter of fact, when you go to Jerusalem, you might be at first offended 
by the folk who are trying to sell everything affiliated with Jesus. From water in the Jordan that has long since flowed past Jesus. Folk buying holy oil from, man, them olive trees have died and come back since Jesus was there. Right? But everything they can connect to Jesus, they want to do. Because they know that it's profitable to connect something with Jesus. Now, listen to me carefully before you tune me out. Whenever we take anything, and use it for kingdom work, we take it to another level. And we give it now eternal value. This pamper is valuable. But when you take that pamper and give it to somebody in Jesus' name and share with them the love of God in this tangible way, you now give this pamper eternal significance. Life-changing significance for somebody to know that God loves them. Just the other day, after the community empowerment event, just the other day, Pastor Sloan, Brother Perry, they're riding, taking some of the leftover boxes, just riding out through the bottom over here, just praying for people and seeing if anybody needs anything. And they pull up. To a house, and, and before they could get out and tell the man what they came for, he started coming towards them. And they introduced themselves and told the man who they were and why they were there. And this man gets emotional and says, You don't know. I've been praying for God to send somebody. Just, just last month. I've been hungry for two days and had no food. And he said, and I was praying that God would send some food to get me through the rest of the month. They took a box of groceries and turned them into an answer to somebody's prayer and increased somebody's faith that God can do what he said he would do. Brother told a story, told a story. He was riding and he said, and he had this, this, this unbelievable desire for a Big Mac. And he said, I don't even eat McDonald's food. I, I like Whataburger. He said, but, but, but man, I just had this desire that I had to get a Big Mac. So I went and got a Big Mac, got the whole meal, got the fries, the Coke, he said, and before I, I went, I called my wife and said, baby, you want anything from McDonald's? And she said, what are you going to McDonald's for? He said, I don't know. I just got this desire to get a Big Mac. And, 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 and his wife said, but you don't even like McDonald's. He said, I know. She said, you like Whataburger. He said, I know. But, but I just feel this desire to get a Big Mac. And she said, well, no, I don't want anything. So he gets this Big Mac. And puts it on the passenger seat. And as he's pulling up, he sees a man down the street with a sign. And he said, the Holy Spirit said, give him the Big Mac. And he said, uh-uh. 
That's my Big Mac. And the Holy Ghost told him, give him the Big Mac. And he said, uh. And he said, okay, God. He said, the light is green when I get there. Come on, y'all know how we do that, right? We, we, we be putting out that test like, okay, God, if it's really you. He said, if the light is green, I'm going to keep going. If it's red, I'm going to stop. He said, sure enough, he got there and the light turned red. It didn't just turn red. It went like green, yellow, red. Right? It was like no pause in it. Green, yellow, red. And he stopped. He rolled down his window. He said, hey, man. He said, I know this is going to probably sound weird to you. He said, but God just told me to give this to you. And the guy said, what is it? He said, it's a Big Mac, fries, Coke, whole meal. He said, man, let's enjoy it. He said, no, 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 no. Hold on, wait a minute. He said, no, 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 that's okay. Don't worry about it. He said, no, you don't understand. He said, I used to be homeless. He said, I work for an agency now, and I'm just trying to teach guys how to become more self-sufficient on the street. But there's a guy who's under the bridge who told me an hour ago he had a taste for a Big Mac. And I told him, let's pray about it and see what God will do. Come on, a Big Mac never had such spiritual significance than to let somebody know God hears and answers prayer. Have I got a witness in here anywhere? And I'm just trying to help somebody understand when you take your possessions and give them to God, you give them kingdom significance. Look at Matthew 19, 21. Jesus told him, if you want to be perfect, go and sell all your possessions and give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. Now, you know who Jesus was talking to, right? He was talking to that rich young ruler. And you remember when he told the rich young ruler this? The rich young ruler, the Bible says, left sad, his head down because he knew he had much. And I know we look at that rich young ruler and say, oh, man, listen, I understand, brother. Because, man, if you got a lot of money, you ain't trying to give it all up, right? To the Lord or anybody else. But guess what? The issue is not the amount that he had. And the reason I say that is because some of y'all think you broke. And you wouldn't give your all to the Lord. Mic check. One. No, no, no. In truth, you are no different and no better than that rich young ruler. You know why? Because if Jesus asked you to give your all, as broke as you may think you are, you would walk away. Because just like that rich young ruler, you're too rich for your own God. Because you don't want to give him your all any more than the rich young ruler wanted to give him his all. Matter of fact, you know what the truth is? We like to worship on the cheap. We like to make it on somebody else. And if we can get a holy hookup, 
if we can get a sanctified side deal. Look at 2 Samuel 24, beginning of verse 22. Take it, my Lord, the king, and use it as you wish. Arana said to David, here are oxen for burnt offering, and you can use the threshing boards and ox yokes for wood to build a fire on the altar. I will give it all to you, your majesty, and may the Lord your God accept your sacrifice. Orana says to David, David, listen, man, it would be my pleasure to pay for your worship of God. Let me give you the oxen. Let me give you the wood. Let me give you the place and burn your offering and may your offering be acceptable to God. And you know what David says? David says there's just one problem. If I give the Lord that offering, that's your offering and not my offering because I can't give God an offering that costs me nothing. Because if it costs me nothing, then it's not from me. Look at what Arana says, verse 24. Uh, David says to Arana, verse 24. No, I insist on buying it, for I will not present burnt offerings to the Lord my God that have cost me nothing. So David paid him 50 pieces of silver for the threshing floor and the oxen. Let me hurry on. Let's go to see. I told you you need to make an investment of your person. You need to make an investment of your possession. See, you need to make an investment of your praise. You need to make an investment of your praise. Jesus was in the center of the procession. Underline that phrase, in the center. He was in the center of the procession, and the people all around him were shouting, praise God, blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord, blessings on the coming king of our ancestor David, praise God in the highest, the King James translation you may be more familiar with. And they went before him and they cried, Hosanna, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord, Blessed be the kingdom of our father David that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. The people who came before him, the people who followed him, and the people who were around him shouted, praise God. That word Hosanna literally means save now. It speaks to a confidence in the one you are shouting to, to do what you need done. It's really a combination in some ways of a prayer and anticipatory praise of the prayer being answered by the one to whom you are praying. But, but notice who's in the center. The text says Jesus was in the center of the procession. Guess what? It wasn't about the folk who were in front or the folk who were in back or the folk who were around. It was about Jesus being in the center. And, and I always tell you, you got to make a distinction between making God first and putting God at the center of your life. See, because if you put him first, sometimes you're going to leave what's first and put what's second first. But if you put him at the center, you can leave him at the center and he never has to change his place. And watch this. While he's at the center, he affects everything that goes on around him. Jesus says, I need a commitment of your praise. 
I need an investment of your praise. I, I need some hosannas. Hosannas that say you need and I can provide. I, I need some hosannas, some recognitions that I'm at the center and you're not. I need some hosannas that say I'm in charge and you're not in charge, but you can call me to help you when you're in need. I need some Hosanna. Somebody in here. God says if you can't say it verbally, you ought to say it spiritually. You ought to say it emotionally. You ought to say it mentally. That if it had not been, if it was not, and if it wasn't for God right now, I wouldn't be and couldn't do what God wants me to do. And if you don't say it voluntarily, God can get it out of you. <laughs> he can get it out of you. He can take you through some stuff to make you recognize that if it wasn't for him on your side, come on, somebody here can testify that sometimes God will let you go through some stuff just to show you who your friends are and are not and show you who you are and are not and show you who he is. Look at Psalm 148, beginning at verse 11. Kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the earth, young men and maidens together, old men and children, let them praise the name of the Lord. For his name alone is exalted. His majesty is above earth and heaven. Typically, we ask the question, what has God done for you since he's been in your life? Right? Typically, that's the question we ask. What has God done for me? But my question today is, what have you done for God since God has been in your life? Have you made the move from just involvement to investment? Have you invested your person, your possessions, and your praise to give God the best that you have? And what are you willing to give in response to the goodness, the grace, and the mercy that God has shown you? Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for this day. And thank you for this time. We pray now that you will continue to bless your word as we have heard it and as we live it so that what we have heard will be manifested in our lives. Help us, God, to move beyond just cursory involvement to a commitment and investment in the kingdom that we take ownership for what you do in and through this church and in and through our lives. We ask your blessings now. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Everybody who can, everybody who will, if you stand on your feet wherever you are. If you're here today, 
you've never asked the Lord into your life, I want to give you an opportunity to say yes today. If you're here today, you need Jesus in your life. Make that step today. If you're here today and you're looking for a church home and you believe this is where God wants you to be, man, we're not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. We are in the process of becoming and we welcome you to join us on the journey. As the choir sings, we extend the opportunity and invitation for you to come. We won't look at you funny. Christian workers who are coming forward, we'll rejoice when you come. Because we believe that heaven rejoices when one makes a step of faith. We offer Christ to you, oh my, my brother. We Oh, my sister, he will give you brand new life, new life abundantly. Oh, come, come on to Christ. Come on, let's sing it one more time. We offer Christ to you, my brother, my sister. Oh, my brother, we offer Christ. Oh, my sister, he will bring you brand new life, new life abundantly. seated you may be seated good hope it's time for the offering amen now before we worship the lord in giving pastor sloan is going to come with our ghana missions team and we also have uh, a young man and his wife who actually live in ghana and uh, are serving there and they're going to introduce themselves. Uh, Evans and Jeanette um, are part of this church family. Uh, Evans actually was discipled by Lloyd Chen, was one of his uh, mentees in Ghana and acknowledged his call to full-time ministry and has uh, gone to school and prepared himself and is now going back to his country to share the gospel of Jesus Christ along with his wife, Jeanette. Amen. And um, man, we are so excited to see what God is doing in them and through them and the plans that God has for them. And we're going to do all that we can to support them in this effort. But let me turn this over to Pastor Sloan. Come on, y'all say amen and thank God for Pastor Sloan, our director of missions.
opportunity to be able to share with you what God is doing through you that you're giving in this church. I want to introduce to you guys our 2019 Ghana missions team as they come forward. Uh, my wife, Marshall, come on forward. Miss Donna Brown, Myra Allen, and my son, Larry Brown, Larry Brooks. We have two more part of our team also, uh, Sister Paula Bosley. I think she's over with the children, getting them ready for the Easter program on this Wednesday night. And also Mildred Mills, she's gone with us as well. So we got seven of us going to Ghana uh, this summer. We're leaving on uh, July the 19th going to Ghana. Amen. But also all the supplies you see down front here are basically gifts of this church here. Uh, we have uh, consulted with Jeanette and Yvonne's and some things that the community needs there in Nevrongo, the northern part of Ghana. And so we made the notions of diapers and shoes and some lollipops, all these various things here as well. And some of the ministers still have some things that are still out that had not come in just yet. And they'll be coming in over the next few days or so as well. But our goal is to get ready to prepare ourselves for Ghana and to go there to be a blessing. As Pastor just mentioned a few minutes or so ago in his message there, God has blessed us to be a blessing to others in the world. Amen. And part of our mission statement says what? We'll love God, love all people, in order to change the world, to make disciples of Jesus Christ. Amen. So let's thank God once again for those who gave thus far. And those who want to continue to give, you still may give. And now I want to introduce to you guys there are some good friends of mine, uh, Yvonne and Jeanette, that come from, come from here. Uh, I met Yvonne back in 2011 when myself and uh, Deacon uh, Donnell Green, Deacon uh, Larry Martin, and um, uh, David Dawkins went to Ghana then to visit Lord and Jan in a little town called Inquanta. And again, as Pastor mentioned, Yvonne was a disciple of Lord and Jan then. Of course, in 2012, my wife and I, Pastor Dickens and his uh, son, went to uh, Ghana again, met him again, and then went again in 2017. So in 2017, I had a chance to stay with them in their home uh, for about two weeks as well. So we had a great time then. So uh, again, we were going back this summer to visit those guys again with a whole boatload of supplies to be a blessing to the community there. Amen? Amen. So here's Pastor Yvonne. Good morning, Good Hope. Happy Palm Sunday. Um, we bring greetings from Navrongo, Ghana. My name is Evans, and this is my wife, Jeanette. Uh, most of you or some of you have heard Evans and Jeanette in Ghana, Navrongo, and I believe now you can put the faces together with the name. And we are humbled to be here, and we want to really say thank you to Dr. Caulfield and the leadership of the church for inviting us here and their support and their prayer towards the work that we are doing in Ghana Navrongo. We want to do two things. We want to thank you guys. And then we also want to share with you um, the, what we do or what our ministry focus is in Ghana Navrongo. I think the master control board is down. I, yeah, fine. I didn't have any help from my sermon either, so. <laughs> So um, first, we want to thank you. I actually met uh, my husband on the mission field whenever I was going to work and intern with the Chins, and so they were a great inspiration and mentors, mentors to me on the mission field. In Narungo, Ghana, we focus on evangelism, discipleship, community development, and Christian leadership training, and um, when we go back, we'll be focusing on church planting. So we are in a part of Ghana that's located on the border between Burkina Faso and Ghana. So we are on the border between a Christian nation and a Muslim nation that's above us. We have a lot of, um, even our community has a lot of traditional people that believe traditional beliefs. It's idolatry or idol worship. And then also they are Muslim as well. 
Um, so we feel like it's a very strategic location where we are to share the gospel. When Pastor Sloan and the team came last year, if you go to the, um, the next slide, we worked a little bit with evangelism, discipleship, and he um, even did a Christian leadership training for some of the pastors. One of those pastors that was there uh, went back to his own community and shared the gospel, and more than 100 people gave their lives to the Lord. So we praise God. Now they're in the process. They've started a church in that area because there are so many people coming in, and they baptized 44 people. So we praise God for missionaries coming. Um, these are just pictures of discipleship evangelism happening. But in the next slide, um, it'll show a scripture. And right now there's a statistic that only 0.04%, 0.01% of North American missionaries are African American. 0.04 between that and 0.01%, which is less than 1%, y'all. So we praise God and we are um, humbled whenever you send mission teams. Also, long-term missionaries. And as, you know, as Dr. Colfit was talking about today, investing in the kingdom is so important. And so there are a few things that you can do. Um, and I want you to take out your phones and you can text the number 336-508-3842. You can text that pray. And when you text that, we'll give you a list of things you can be praying for monthly in Navrongo, Ghana. It is not easy, and Pastor Sloan knows, to be in that area and to minister to people. But being of African descent does help to some degree because people are willing to listen. Um, and then you can text GIVE if you would like to give even just $5 a month. Um, if you would like to give towards the mission work that's happening in Navrongo, Ghana. And you can text GO if you would like to be connected with um, Pastor Sloan or connected with long-term missions with World Venture um, in the future. So thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Colfield. Y'all may notice Jeanette does not have a true Ghanaian uh, accent. <laughs> And that's because she's from North Carolina. North Carolina yeah. <laughs> she's from Winston-Salem. That's where my peoples are from. I want you to know that. Yeah. And so, uh, man, we certainly appreciate them and thank God for them. Um, would you all come down front? And uh, I want all of the members who have been on mission trips, short-term, long-term mission trips, if you would come down as our tradition is to lay hands on those who are going, we want to cover them in believing prayer. If you've been on a mission trip, um, not necessarily with this church, you've just taken time and taken your resources and you've gone uh, on a mission trip to serve others, um, man, I want you to, to come. If you have been involved in mission projects and you have blessed people, um, again, I want to thank Brother Ward, man, we had such a a, a tremendous opportunity in South Africa to bless the people in the village of Verulam outside of Durban in South Africa. And, uh, man, they are, they are sending me pictures of families that were blessed by what you gave and what you provided. Absolutely tremendous. And uh, we're about to uh, send them a large monetary donation as well out of our mission commitment money that was raised um, we wanted to make sure that we got it to them 
through the right channels. And, uh, man, I am excited to see uh, what God is going to do. All right? Come on, let's just join hands and let's pray. For those of you who are in the audience, just stick out your hands. Just extend them towards them as we cover them in prayer. And for, for somebody, I hope this prayer is a prayer for yourself as well. Um, because the harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. And I will tell you this firsthand, being African-American of African descent, when you go on the mission field, it's an experience like none other. First, they're shocked to see black folk from America, period. That, that they, they got to get over that shock first. And then the question they're going to ask is why? Like, why are you here? And when you share with them that you are there because of your love for them, uh, it, it's mind-blowing. And I'll tell you the other thing that's powerful. When you have somebody from Africa to tell you, welcome home. Yeah, welcome home. Uh, in the, in the uh, slave castles in Accra, uh, if you go... You, you have an opportunity to see in that castle, uh, one in particular, St. George's Castle, the door of no return, where slaves went out and it was a one-way exit and they went to the ships and could not come back. And you can imagine them praying, hoping that they would get home. And if they couldn't get home, that their children could get home. And when you go back to Africa, it's really the answer to the prayers of our ancestors. Their children didn't get home, but their children's children's children, children was able to go back home. Amen. I mean, it's a, pow it's a powerful emotion, and I can't even begin to describe it. Um, you have to experience it, all right? Come on, stretch out your hands. Let's cover them in prayer. Father, we thank you for these who have gone and are going on the mission field uh, to represent uh, more than this church, to represent the kingdom of God. Uh, we thank you for Yvonne and for Jeanette, uh, for their commitment to the Lord. Uh, we thank you for the chins who have invested in them. And now you are giving them an opportunity to invest and change the world as they have been called. We thank you for Pastor Sloan, and for this entire team that's going to Ghana in July. We pray that you would keep them from hurt, harm, and danger. And even more importantly, God, we pray that you would use them to spread your gospel, to help those who need you come to know you, and those who know you come to grow in you. God, where our prayers fall short, we ask you to make up the difference. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's thank God for him. Um, man, and I don't know if you noticed, uh, Larry is going with them, and, and one of the commitments that Pastor Sloan and I have made is through our budget, we want to make sure that we take at least one or two young people every time to uh, on a mission trip so they get a chance to see the world as well. And so uh, Larry's going, man, and we're so proud of Larry. He's become uh, a part of our staff. He works upstairs. Uh, great young man. Uh, 
Matter of fact, we, we got we got his brother in the queue. He's training as well. We're gonna get we're gonna get all of them in the queue. But uh, man, we're really proud of him, and this is gonna be a life changing experience for him. And we're gonna continue to pray for him even as they are gone. All right. Um, those of you who need to leave to go pick up your children, go do that. If you have an offering envelope, just drop it in the basket with the ushers. If you're giving electronically, then go ahead and do that. You probably already have, and you can go pick up your children, all right? Master Control, we're in your hands. You have announcements, and then we'll worship the Lord in giving. Come worship during Holy Week with us. Monday, April 15th, Cleansing the Temple. Tuesday, April 16th, Day of Controversy. Wednesday, April 17th, Children's Easter Program. Thursday, April 18th, Day of Preparation. Services Monday through Thursday will begin at 7 p.m. Friday, April 19th, Last Seven Sayings of Christ. Saturday, April 20th, Children's Easter Egg Hunt. Both will begin at 12 noon. Easter Sunday services will be held April 21st for three services at 8 a.m., 10 a.m., and 12 p.m. Come worship with us. Youth parents, if you are interested in your kids attending Stony Creek Camp this summer, there will be an informational parent meeting on March 31st after the second service in The View. For more questions, please contact Reverend Jay Pouncil at goodhope.org. Hoops for Hope is looking for volunteers. We need coaches, assistant coaches, someone to work the books, work the clock, security, someone to take photos and video, and also practice assistance. If you are interested in volunteering, come see us at the Hoops for Hope table located on the first floor of the Center for Hope. Join Hope for Family Scholarship Golf Tournament Saturday, May 4th at Herman Park Golf Course. The Hope for Family Scholarship Program endeavors to provide financial scholarships, spiritual mentoring, and coaching for individuals who are pursuing a secondary education at a college or trade school. Let's make a difference in the lives of our students today. Our servant leaders are standing by right now in the Center for Hope Lobby. Help us as we reach our goal of 20 scholarships. Don't forget, CDs of all sermons are located in the Center for Hope Bookstore for a donation of $5. That about does it for this week's Good News Weekly Announcements. Have a blessed and prosperous week. And remember, good hope, loving God, loving all people, and changing the world. All right, just a couple of reminders. Uh, we want to remember to keep the Thomas family in prayer, and I see several of them are here. Just wave your hand, those members of the Thomas family. Thank you all so much for being here. We appreciate you, and uh, we're praying for you and with you. I uh, also want to let you know, don't forget our Children with Hope Summer Leadership Camp. For children ages 5 to 12, you can register now if you go to BGI, bgipreschool.com. Or you can go to our uh, church website. Is there a link there, Dick? Okay. So if you go to the church website, you'll find a link there as well. And the application and all the information is available. Um, slots are filling up very quickly. We have a number of people who have expressed interest. So want to make sure that you know that this is being offered at the church. There are three sessions. 
basically the month of June, the month of July, and the month of August. And so even if you're traveling, if you want to sign up your children for one or two of the sessions, you can do that as well. All right, so that is uh, Children with Hope Summer Leadership Camp. There'll be weekly field trips, character and leadership training. Um, there will be uh, STEM um, exercises and classes offered in science, technology, engineering, and math. We'll be doing things around that. There will also be uh, language classes in Spanish and Chinese, arts and crafts. And, uh, of course, we're going to feed the children. We have morning devotionals, etc. So if you know somebody who's looking for a good, no, not a good, a great summer camp experience, make sure they contact us, all right? You can see that online at goodhope.org or bgipreschool.com, all right? Let's worship the Lord in giving. Uh, Give as God has blessed you and give as God has prospered you. And remember, God loves a cheerful giver. God, we thank you for these gifts that have been returned back to you. We thank you for your provisions, and we pray now that they be used to build the kingdom and to give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. Let me share a couple more things with you. Our Discovery Seminar is 1230 today. You're welcome to come on and discover your gift and to learn a little bit more about the church. We'll be meeting in The View at 1230. All right. Uh, Mother's Day brunch tickets on sale. See Malik Leonard in the Center for Hope. Uh, still looking to finish out the tables that are available, so sign up. And uh, we're taking donations for Easter Egg Hunt. You can still bring, if you hadn't brought yours, you can still bring it today or throughout the week for the Easter Egg Hunt this coming Saturday. There will be no midweek Bible study this week because of a Holy Week celebration. And I want to make sure that you continue to keep all of our bereaved families in prayer, as well as our sick and shut-in members. All right, uh, men, uh, next Sunday is Easter Sunday. We need you. Uh, So if you have not had a chance to be a part of the uh, Ministry of Defense meetings where we are trying to take care of the parking lot and just the the facility itself, uh, Minister Strayhorn is over by the... Uh, in the Center of Hope, where we sell tapes. He's waiting for you to come by there and sign up. We definitely need you for next Sunday. And so uh, if you haven't had a chance, come on and sign up so that we can be ready for the crowd that we expect next week, as well as all of the other events that we have here at the church. 
All right, that covers just about everything I needed to share with you. It's time now to recognize our guest. So today, if this is your first time visiting with the Good Hope Church, would you please stand? If it's your first visit, please stand. We're not going to ask you to say anything. Remain standing. Amen. Amen. If it's your second visit, please stand. Please remain standing. Your third visit, please stand. All right. Amen. Well, we are so glad that you came to fellowship with us today. And we hope and pray that something has been said or done that will bless you along the way this week. Now, because you're here, we have a special reception just for you. So if you can continue to stand, I can show you who you're going to go with, this young lady here who is a part of our guest relations ministry. And they're going to take you to the area for our reception that we have for you. We have a special gift for you, as well as we're going to share a, little th a few more information about the Good Hope Church. God bless you. Thank you for coming. You're welcome to come back all the time. Amen. All right. Now, church, just remember, next Sunday, we have three services, 8, 10, and 12. And men, we need you at all three. So if you can't make all three, at least try to make two to help us out. All right. Next Sunday, 8 o'clock, 10 o'clock, and 12 o'clock. You'll still be able to get that brunch at 1.30. Amen. All right. Stay away. You used to go to meeting clothes. Amen. Y'all know y'all got them in the closet waiting. Yeah. All right. All right. God bless you. Amen. Everybody's good? Let's stand and be dismissed. If you're inclined, give a hug. Say, I love you. The Lord love you. I love you too. Amen. All right. God, we come right now to thank you for your triumphant entry. Thank you that Jesus finished his redemptive assignment just for us. Thank you that he got up just for us. Lord, as we celebrate this week, we pray that you just bless our time in your word. You bless our time in worship and in praise. God, you're good to us, and we bless your holy name. Now, Lord, I pray for everyone at the sound of my voice that you bless them this week as they rise up early and settle late. Now, bless them, Lord, as they go out and as they come in. Bless them in their labor and in their leisure until we come together again in the house of prayer. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen and amen. All right. Hug somebody on your way out. <laughs>